0: My word! Look at all this. All right, so before we start our little opener, um, we said we were going to throw a little paint, and we did a little bit more than that. I think we went down to the studs. I think we got new plumbing, electric, tile, uh, a hot tub, a jacuzzi. Yep.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah. One of those lights that you turn on and keep you warm when you get out of the shower. Yeah, like the yep. uh the
0: chicken Everything. warmer things. Yes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: like the McDonald's French fry warmers. Yeah, like the
0: French fry warmers. <laughs> we spared no expenses, and we'll show you a little bit more around in a couple minutes. But first, I want to tell—I got a pop quiz for you, Mike. Okay, go. What is the go-to method for emergency decon?
1: That's not much of a quiz. You've got uh, your three pool pop-up wet decon. No,
0: I, I I installed that. That was an add-on too—a bell. Um,
1: I didn't you even know, hear a military mention.
0: <laughs> uh it's actually dry decon
1: would you believe Ooh, yeah but i mean how many times have i heard dilution is the solution to the pollution ah,
0: too many too many that's the issue and it makes sense if you think about it what we don't need is to spend extra time setting up traditional showers and wastewater afterwards and you're not going to freeze anybody at 6 degrees. So check out firstline.com, sorry, firstlinetech.com/slash dry decon. Firstline Technology has a whole package dedicated to the methodology and links to plenty of dry decon resources. So see for yourself why dry decon is the with the fiber techs should that's the best
1: tech. It is the best tech.
0: Yeah, and it should be your go-to decon solution. Everybody knows this. It's
1: Excellent. the best so welcome to episode
0: 400 yeah so uh, let me show you the oh wait all right so they saw the new intro yes and everybody's seeing this yes so now you get to see the new logo we're back oh you know what first time in 100 episodes i get to go welcome
1: yes that's right How? <laughs> we have How officially switched for the fourth time 400 episodes absolute what is it it's been seven years yes we are
0: <laughs> seven years in, and uh what a what a trip
1: it's from from the original from the original episodes of us sitting on the Bunk room beds with two <laughs> laptops, trying to figure out how feedback. two jackasses can record in the same room and it not working. And figuring thirty minutes later that oh, my speaker's going into your microphone. We have come a long way.
0: You know, I I think I still got that in the archives. I should pull that. We should put that up. Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna do that. Um, but you know what? Hey, look. There's we got a new logo. We got a new look on here. We got all types of stuff. And you're gonna even yeah that whole badass logo thing. That is pretty cool. Even the new it, intro, it I really cool. like. I've been I, working I, on it for a long I like,
1: time. It's like, yeah, I want to rock. Yeah, it's good.
0: I had to get rid of the, uh, the boom chickawawa porno music.
1: <sighs> I love you know, it, but it, it lasted seven. It did. It, it, it had its role. It played its place, and it's, it's time for an upgrade. You know, we've, I feel like we've grown up. We, <laughs> you know, we're <laughs> now know two that. older gentlemen who are uh, past their prime. Yeah, yeah, totally. totally. So the music has to make up for the fact that we're now old, right? So right. we're out of the porn and we are into the driving. Uh, give me some lift kind of music. So, <laughs> well, if uh, anybody wants to find us, buy us a drink of Metamucil, where can they get us?
0: Well, um, I think the last one for the season is going to be Massachusetts. That is September-ish in the middle uh, at Gillette Stadium. That is going to be totally badass. The thing I bought for this. The shenanigan that we are playing at this one, I hope comes in in time, because if it comes in, it will be epic. I will... A prize? No, it's not going to be a prize. It's going to be like a gag gift uh, for one of our friends there, and it's going to be Ooh. fantastic. Um, it, yeah, he'll love it. Okay. I love it. Um, <laughs> but it's at Gillette Stadium, and it is going to be the season capper. Uh, we'll all be there and hanging out. We're actually bringing our drone guys. So if you're into hazmat drones, come on out and see, like, real guys that do drones.
1: And it's, they are incredible. Yep, yep. Uh, and it, it is no longer the Massachusetts conference, by no, the way. No, is New England. FYI. So they are becoming a regional conference. So if you live in New York, if you live in Jersey, if you live in Pennsylvania, Maine, New Hampshire, Vermont, Come. come to this it's going to be absolutely phenomenal
0: yeah and uh, you also can see us at the uh, the hazmat happy hour which is the fourth thursday of every month 1900 hours eastern standard time you can go to the hazmatguys.com happy And i um, happy okay obviously from what it says right below here and you know what if you're only listening to this you're a fool because we're putting these out for free in video format with all the premium access at the end uh, on YouTube and our website uh, for all you people that still don't have access to it.
1: I like the fact that we can now see what we're talking about in front of us because so often I totally forget what the conversation is, and that's it. From I just,
0: Yeah. I should put that up there.
1: So today, today we are focusing uh, pretty much solely on organic peroxides uh, and basically uh, eight, seven, eight tips uh, in how to uh, better or respond to a organic peroxide how to safely respond how to do it more efficiently how to set yourself up for it so it's basically here's like eight tips towards organic peroxides you ready yes let's do this so the first the first tip is, is an understanding thing, right? We want to understand the characteristics of organic peroxides. We need to understand that they are reactive and highly unpredictable. Organic oxides are so highly reactive that they can undergo rapid decomposition, not just decomposition, but combustion as well. Uh, they can push explosions. They can push fire. And for us as first responders, we face the challenge of having to handle and contain these materials while at the same time ensuring our own safety and minimizing all the risk of our surrounding environment yeah uh,
0: you got to remember these organic these organic peroxides that can react with various materials and just <laughs> seemingly innocuous things like you know like you got metals like containers or with water which is could be in scarce amounts in the air incompatible chemicals which is kind of a ground ball i assume that but first responders need to be aware of potentially compatibility issues when selecting equipment, such as gloves, right? Small things Absolutely. like that. Little stuff. Uh, con- what you're containing in, containment mis- materials, and even suppression agents, something as simple as like Speedy Dry or cat litter or whatever the hell you use there, right? So ensuring that all the materials you use are compatible with the specific organic peroxide is critical to avoid exacerbating the situation and with episode 400 we are going to upgrade our vocabulary
1: <laughs> oh i gotta use sat words now yeah, oh. i got no shoes on so i can count over 10 can, can i still Let's curse <sighs> <laughs> mother all right so uh, if we take all of that and we we couple it with the fact that we have a limited response time okay and this is this is one of the few responses that we want to turn around and we can't put all of the brakes on the hazmat response because we are super in a limited time span depending on what the situation is organic peroxides they they pose an immediate threat and that's specifically due to their reactivity we often face these challenges of limited time in preventing or minimizing the consequences that occur because of the incident we have to be prompt we have to have efficient decision making because that is the most crucial thing that is going to safeguard uh life and property
0: which leads you into like one of the biggest things is the rapid decomposition when these things aren't rolling they're rolling and it's like that's a freight train you don't want to get in front of so it, they can decompose very rapidly especially under certain conditions such as like heat or shock, or contamination, which is a problem for you, because I'm going to say the beginning guys of technicians, we always think in like single commodity, like, if, oh, we got a decon sarin, but what if it's sarin, and I'm making up stuff? ammonia? like, oh, and all the, the numbers change, so if I have contamination of an organic peroxide, I have a completely different set of parameters i'm dealing with so you got to be prepared for sudden and unpredictable reactions um container overpressurization, exact increased hazards un unforeseen changes could change your situation
1: yeah being caught unprepared and one of the things that we can be caught unprepared about is not realizing some very basic characteristics some basic chemical physical properties of organic peroxides one of them being the sadt uh, which is the self-accelerating decomposition temperature. And when we talk about um, peroxides being able to decompose, right? We talked before about or mentioned before about overpressurization of the container. Mm-hmm. Um, when these things start to heat up, that there's a, a two oxygens that are bound together and they start to break apart. And when they break apart, they're going to release heat. That heat is going to drive more of the chemical reaction uh, and that chemical reaction is going to cause more decomposition because of the heat. And it's this kind of ex- accelerating thing that ends up, uh, you know, literally the whole thing kind of catches on fire. So that rapid decomposition, we understand when that's going to happen by the self-accelerating decomposition temperature. And you can usually find it in any of the SDSs, which is always my first go-to thing with an organic peroxide. So when we do arrive on scene, um, another thing that people have an issue with, all right, is going to be hazard assessment. All right, identifying and assessing the hazards associated with the organic peroxide is super, super critical. Usually, all you're going to have is just a DOT number, five point two. You miss that five point two, and you could be, uh, oh, quickly quickly getting yourself into a situation that, that, that is just going to get out of hand very quickly. You need to be able to quickly determine the type, the concentration, that potential for decomposition of the organic peroxide. Uh, this information will absolutely help set up the, the next five or six stages of an organic peroxide incident.
0: I usually look for the, per, um, the placard with the red and the yellow, but I know it's not a guaranteed it's, – it's the 52 Right. That's the but usually you get that like red and yellow one, and that's like, oh, when you see that like, it's like a red flag, it's like stop, you know. So um and that's with good information, but what if you have limited information? Right? We have um we might have limited information about the specific organic peroxide involved in an incident. Determining its composition and stability and reactivity is crucial for developing the appropriate response tech, uh, strategy. So this lack of information can complicate decision making process and increase the potential for errors but i will i will also say that usually places colleges that use these things they know how badass they are right and so they'll be coming out like dude you got to stop you know like they'll be <laughs> yelling for you usually i'm just
1: or you get that professor that just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, he's and like, and yeah, he's like, whatever. yeah, whatever. Put out a cigarette. And whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Uh, like that. That uh, Captain run we had. Oh, where the guy was mm-hmm. like, no, don't tell me what to do. I literally invented this. We're <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, another tip when dealing with or, or something to think about when you're dealing with organic peroxides is going to be the protective measures that you're going to have to take, right? Because we really – we have to ensure that personnel safety is always top-notch on almost any hazmat run, yeah. but it becomes, it becomes even more compounded on uh, a organic peroxides run because they can release toxic gases, uh, they can cause chemical burns, and they can result in explosives. So responders must wear the appropriate personal protective equipment, uh, and they should follow established protocols for handling these specific hazardous materials. And it's not even just like a generic like organic peroxide, it is specific to that chemical and that situation. Okay.
0: So now that's all good, well and good, and um, now we're talking about PPE, right? And so now the question comes, because I'm sure some of you are, okay, well then tell me what kind of PPE I should wear. And that's a great question, because in every level of class we have, there's going to be like, what are we wearing? And inevitably, if there's any type of technical understanding in the room, it goes right towards what? Oh, level A. Level A. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> go to level A, which yeah. makes sense, right? We're dealing with a liquid. It does have the potential to potentially be extremely corrosive. I would say, because of just the parameters of it, it has a high vapor pressure, so it's coming out, right? But let's offer a couple other things to think about when you're dealing with the PPE.
1: Well, let's kind of shoot down that rabbit hole of the level A that you mentioned, right? Okay. Uh, because there are a number of reasons why we no longer look at level A as being like the, the end all be all uh, of PPE, uh, it's not a one size fits all. And I don't really mean that in like the little guy can't fit into the fat guy suit and (laughs) vice versa. I Mm. literally mean that um, every manufacturer of every different model of the level A is going to be comprised of different material, right? We're going to see different layers, different compositions, different plastics, different everything. And uh, you really have to take the time, right? Bob mentioned before of compatibility, right? A level A is not doesn't mean it protects you against everything, right? So you have to make sure that every layer of your PPE, including level A, is going to be compatible with the organic peroxide. And more than likely, not just like, oh, it's compatible, but be like, wow, this shit's only compatible for like an hour. And then I got to get out of it because you may not actually find a suit that's compatible for the 480 minutes that we usually look for.
0: Right, which I don't know who's doing that. Like, well, the resource. Guy. I, I, t- <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I listen. I, I'd like to say I could I could hold up for a while. I did. I was in the CBA for like two and a half hours, and I thought my jaw was going to fall off my face. So, if you're hardcore enough to do four hours, give me a call.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's but, pretty hardcore. But. It, it's yeah. it, you know, It's more comfort. I like that. It better. is. It's it more is gooder. more comfort. It's more gooder. Right. right we so, want the ultimate safety. There you go. Just, and, just <laughs> but just knowing that you may not see those numbers that you're used to. That's right.
0: So what do we mean by Mike said ensemble? Right, and we mean everything. It means that the suit material is made out of uh, what what the suit material is made out of. The boots, the gloves, all the outer gloves, all the things that are super critical that if they failed, you would fail, right? So even if they're, um, uh, they're even critical if you choose not going to level up.
1: Oh, sure. And there's plenty of reasons why you wouldn't right. want to go into a level. A. Right. Right. So let's, uh, we can, we can talk about that because those actually apply really well in organic peroxide situations, right? we, w- Why do we get into a level A helps us determine why we don't get into a level A, right? We want to get into a level A because it's protecting us from vapors and things that can harm our skin. So if the vapor pressure of the material, like an organic peroxide, is pretty low, uh, lower than I'm able to detect in the air, then I'm not choosing the right PPE if I'm going with a level A if it can't get into the air.
0: Right. And again, I will give you one pushback on that. But if I might go for a swim, I might upgrade.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just. Right. So. But that's where we we talk about situational dependence, right? If you're going if you're going into a sprinkler like environment where you've got, you know, any chemical that's like pouring out from over us. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go level eight just for like that. That massive intrusive splash hazard.
0: All right. Then what about bunk gear? Right. This is, is this ever an option? And the conversation would probably be like one of the most difficult chemicals to make for this choice. But you got the organic peroxides, as we said before, extremely unstable. And keeping them below their safe operating temperature, which is well below their self-sustained decomposition temperature, is going to ensure that they don't spontaneously combust and there go the fire, right? Um, however... If we are not in a situation which we can control the temperature, then fire is a possibility. There's a good argument for that. All right. We have to pay some bills now.
1: Yes, we do. And the only way that we're going to be able to figure out what right PPE to wear is through training. (laughs) Through
0: training. (laughs) Oh, speaking of training, how about you unlock your team's potential with us? we, we invite, invite you to join your- us and propel your greatness how why why would they choose us
1: oh well that's pretty easy i mean uh expertise that delivers results right our ah. team of seasoned professionals bring a wealth of knowledge and experience to the table like people that are actually doing the job not just people who are not actually doing the job yeah, we we don't, have a-
0: we don't sell training we sell experience
1: Absolutely. And we have a proven track record of literally taking these people and empowering them to yeah. surpass their goals and realizing their true potential. Uh, with us, you are always in safe hands.
0: We, you know, like we can tailor stuff to you. Uh, we understand that one size does not fit all. So listen, we can cater to your needs. And if you want to do leadership or master new skill or advance your career, we can find the solution
1: that hits. And honestly, we're on the cutting edge of technology and tools. Uh, we're always looking for, for new things to bring into the classroom to, to make the experience uh, as realistic as possible and as enjoyable as possible.
0: And we're engaging and interactive and handsome. Yes. Not, not everybody nice. on the team, though. Yeah, And nice. And nice. We're, we're into fostering an environment that encourages participation, collaboration. Right. You
1: should expect an immersive experience when you deal with us. Right. Networking opportunities. Now, I won't remember who the hell you are after I leave the classroom, but Bob will. And he knows everybody. (laughs) Literally, I walk out the door. I don't have a goddamn clue who you are. (laughs) But you, on the other hand, you literally know everybody. So it's, it's, it's a great networking opportunity as well.
0: Yeah, so listen, our goal is to empower you to skills, to adapt, innovate, thrive in our ever evolving world. Don't let your te- potential go untapped. Choose us as your training partner and embark on a personal and professional growth. Contact us now. Um, you can send an email to info at the and come and check out what we got. And we're back.
1: Okay. Hey, so amazing. that was pretty good. So
0: professional.
1: <laughs> I'm always professional. All right, so uh, getting back into the peroxides, we have to be very aware with the organic peroxides of what's happening while we're handling it because we often talk about the challenges of the atmosphere when we have a discussion between flammability and atmospheric toxicity, all right? Um, Or or if you want to think about it, like things that are going to affect our skin. But that conversation can't take place here anymore because it's not the atmosphere that's causing the problem. Right? It is the actual chemical itself that is causing the problem. The atmosphere isn't going to flash. The chemical is oh. what's going to flash. So you know we, we, we can look at the atmosphere, and the, te- the, the chemical is super, super toxic, and the atmosphere is fine, but we need to be thinking of that organic peroxide anyway because you're not going to know by your meters that something is going to happen. The only meter that's going to tell you that you're in danger is going to be your temperature gauge.
0: Interesting. Yeah, you know, I I guess that would be a pretty good one. I wonder how much. And again, this is probably a stupid question to ask, but I wonder how much the container would prevent the thermal imaging camera from really doing its job. If it was poly, it'd probably do a better job as far as like. Well,
1: I would imagine. I would imagine it would have to be insulated, right? Because even even poly is going to get to the temperature of the product inside. And even yeah, if it doesn't give you an exact, I'm just saying about
0: the reflectivity of it. Like you know, like you're waving yourself on, like in water or or a tin foil, you can see yourself. I wonder how. I'm not familiar enough with that. I wonder if I should use my thermal camera and see if a plastic jug reflects. Because if that's true, then you wouldn't be really be seeing the temperature inside. You'd be. That's where a temperature gun that that hits the surface right might be a good. But I digress. (laughs) I I apologize. Uh, I just went into my head for a moment. Um, Which brings us to containment and control. And um, organic peroxide incidents require a specialized knowledge and techniques for containment and control. And these substances may require specific agents or methods to neutralize or suppress the reactive hazards. I will say there... I know it's very hard to influence temperature in a negative manner like it's very easy for us to bring up temperature but bringing temperature down for this is kind of like i'm not gonna say is the cure-all but it's really hard to do in real life
1: it is really hard to do in real life and i I think if you have the potential for a lot of organic peroxides that there's a chance that uh, you may want to start contacting some cryo people And see if they can be a response option. And I don't even know if that's like legit, but that is something I always wanted to do, like on a gasoline tanker overturn, is break out some like liquid CO from a truck and spray it onto the the uh, see if you could or transformer fire a vault fire, like pour like forty gallons of of liquid CO two into that hole. (sighs) Wait twenty minutes and see what the hell happens. You've got now I'm going now I'm going down my own rabbit hole.
0: You know what? Let's get into the Examples of neutralization techniques for organic peroxides.
1: Let's do that, but let's do that in the premium.
0: Oh, (gasps) wait a second! This is premium, so they get it's premium,
1: so they get to understand what they're getting if they get some premium shit.
0: Let me push the premium button. You know, I should put on this, like, the premium post, it should be, like, fancy with, like, chandeliers <laughs> and stupid shit like
1: that. Oh, my God, it should. We should be at, like, the, the Trump Towers. Yeah, like, like, like gilded. everything's gold. Everything's we gold. switch out our shirts.
0: We are so doing that. The premium side from now on is going right. to be gilded in gold. The, We're the, have to work we on should that.
1: be drinking some Goblets. like Shasta during the regular and then like just high end just, premium whatever during uh, the, the premium yes uh, like wrappers <laughs> anyway geez. well let's let's talk a little bit about neutralization because the neutralization for peroxides or, or organics and and even I can give you an example of some some inorganics it's very very specialized and we're not saying turn around and take these techniques and apply them right away we just want to give you an idea that there's a lot of different options out there and if you have the potential for this in your response area it might be a go-to Option or your contractor, it might be a go-to option for one of your contractors. So you might want to like know what they're doing ahead of time, Uh, and like inorganic acids, certain uh, in certain solutions diluted inorganic acids such as the hydrochloric acid or a sulfuric acid may be used to neutralize organic peroxides this method relies on the acid-base reaction to neutralize the peroxide itself however the choice of the acid and the concentration should be carefully evaluated to ensure compatibility and prevent uh, formation of any further hazardous byproducts yeah i would be a little leery of just ah this is the stuff we always use right you're gonna have to if you're gonna do stuff like this if this is the rabbit hole that you have to go down you're gonna have to step your chemistry up a notch yeah like you gotta be able to No, you gotta be able this is specialist level stuff yeah
0: uh or we can do the alkali or base which is dilute solutions of alkalis or bases, which is basically the same thing you know uh stuff as sodium hydroxide Or Mm -hmm. calcium hydroxide can be used for neutralization so similar to the acid neutralization the appropriate concentration compatibility with organic peroxide should also be considered so we're just flipping the switch on that one
1: and since we can look at organic peroxides as undergoing self-sustained accelerating decomposition temperature or polymerization there's also polymerization inhibitors that can be put in to help uh, protect against these runaway polyreactions. Uh, inhibitors such as, and I am not going to be able to pronounce this right, hydro hydroquonine Or methanol, I can pronounce. Let's stick with methanol, okay? Hydroquinone. (laughs) Hydroquinone. Uh, The methanol can be used, and that will actually inhibit the decomposition process and start to reduce the reactivity of the peroxide. Methanol is something that you can easily go to Home Depot and get. You know, you can send a couple guys to go get some methanol, and you're good to go. Don't drink that. Don't drink it. (laughs)
0: Um, Or you can use wetting agents. In some cases, like water or water-based solutions can be used as a wetting agent to cool or dilute. The organic peroxide reducing its reactivity and mitigating the res- risk of hazardous reactions
1: yeah and uh you know just to we will say this right because again this isn't any kind of a class we're just giving you the op the idea that there's options out there it is super critical to, uh, to to use the correct procedures to establish guidelines use your material safety data sheet or since it's past 2016 the SDSs uh, the choice of neutralization agent should be based on very specific characters of that peroxide you need to consider uh, compatibility right and you need expert guidance from specialized hazardous materials teams or chemists before performing anything that we're talking about and neutralization should only be attempted it if it can be done safely and without increasing any further hazards or reactions. Well, here's the episode four hundred. Four hundred down the hatch.